0: I think bare minimum is hold space for yourself once a day, twice a day, three times a day and check in. Mm. Am I working on low battery power mode? Do I need to charge up?
1: Welcome to Forever Young, the health and well-being podcast from Lanzarhoff. My name is Mario Petazzoli, and in every episode, join me in conversation with a variety of health experts and special guests as we explore what it means to live well. We may not find the secret to eternal youth, but join me on our quest as we explore just what it means to live a balanced, healthy and happy life. Hello again and welcome. Well, here in London, and no doubt in many cities across the world, work life is gradually returning to pre-pandemic levels of activity. The rush hour commute is back, email inboxes are full, which of course means that work is never 9 to 5, and we are generally living once again at a pace that can cause stress, with all the consequences that come with that. But given the recent past with the pandemic, who are we to complain? And whilst we should celebrate this return to normality, in inverted commas, we can also take steps to alleviate the stress and generally look after our physical and mental well-being. And for many, yoga and meditation are now fundamental pillars in their daily lives, as much-needed antidotes that can help bring calm and balance. And well, to help us delve deeper on this topic today is Jordan May Antoinette, one of our resident and much-loved yoga teachers here at Lanzerhof at the Arts Club. Having completed her Ashtanga Vinyasa teacher training in Thailand, Jordan began teaching private one-to-one and group classes in Thailand, Vietnam, Canada and Costa Rica. And originally from Canada, Jordan is known for her energetic and infectious personality. I can vouch for that. And her Instagram live classes during lockdown were a huge success. Welcome to the show, Jordan.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: <laughs> My absolute pleasure. And um, first of all, did I pronounce that right? Ashtanga Vinyasa.
0: Ashtanga Vinyasa. Yes, you did.
1: OK, well, we'll come to that in a minute. But most important question, how are you today?
0: I'm very good. How are you?
1: Oh Well, I'm really well, thanks. Um it's fair to say you're one of life's free spirits, Jordan. Is, oh, that, is that fair? I've I, I, been
0: called. <laughs> I've, yes, I guess so.
1: I heard that a few times. Um, what led you to yoga and, and why are you such an advocate?
0: I think my dance background led me to yoga because I, I grew up as a dancer. And when I stopped dancing, I felt that I was searching for something that gave me the same kind of... Um, discipline I guess and connection to my body that my dance training did so I had a friend that was like you know what if you want to move and breathe and have a little sweat try yoga there's a studio down the street I was in college at the time and I went to a class and I don't think I ever left yoga like I was I've been doing it probably weekly ever since Mm -hmm. and it just changed my life
1: well, that's that's quite a statement actually. How did it change your life and and why do you recommend it so strongly?
0: I think it changed my life in a way that so when, coming back to free spirit. Yes. <laughs> my energy level we a few
1: times in the course there of There we
0: go. My energy level is quite high naturally. And I needed something, like I said, the discipline, I needed something to ground me, mm. because I am just like a balloon, naturally, just floating in the sky, just do-do-do-do-do all over. And I need someone to pull the string, which is myself, I need myself to pull the string down and tie me to a rock and ground me down. Mm. Um, so I found that with yoga, I, it took me out of my busy life, um, Kind of shut me up for an hour or however long I'm a talker, you know, so it just was silent, and I was just reconnecting with my body, my spirit, my mind. it kept me grounded, kept me centered, kept me in a state of clarity, and I just became addicted to it i I became addicted to in a good way the um, the union of all of these things. Mm. And that I think is how it changed my life.
1: And it it almost sounds like a discipline that you needed as well.
0: I think yoga is a discipline. Mm. Yoga is a process. I think yoga is not something that you can go to one class and be like, okay, I get it. I think it takes a while. I think it takes years. I've been practicing for years and I'm still figuring it out. Mm. I share and I teach as much as I learn Mm. and I study, but I'm still daily learning new things and evolving and growing with the practice. And I think that when you realize it's a process, it's just that more inviting.
1: You sound as passionate about it as ever as you ever did at the beginning, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm truly passionate about it. And I think that's why I made it my life's work. I'm like, I want to share this with people. I want to share with everybody that I can Mm. and not be annoying about it.
1: You know. Well, um, let let, let's come at it from a different angle. Okay. and this is um, I'm flying the flag here for for the for the middle aged stiff (laughs) stiffening male uh, who is as intimidated as hell uh, at the prospect of going to a yoga class. Okay. And there's probably a lot going on in everyone's minds of why they wouldn't feel comfortable, and and clearly even now already listening to you in this podcast, it's changed your life, these are all huge statements. Um, You're a better person for it, it's kept you grounded and disciplined and so on. So really, we should all try it. But um, it is an intimidating prospect. So how do we get around that for the complete beginner who's written it off before he, and it's usually a he, has even set foot in the studio?
0: You know what? It's it's a simple thing, but realizing, I think a lot of people bring their ego into a class. Let it be yoga, hit class, art class, anything, cooking class. There's a lot of ego, right? And there's a lot of this conscious narrative happening. And I think that if you kind of squash the ego just a little bit, and you get in and you're like, no one actually cares what I'm doing other than the teacher. It's like it can kind of rewire how you yes. approach it. So, true. so like going into the class and realizing no one is going to be looking at you. Everyone is dealing with their own body, their own alignment. Everyone's like, OK, take a deep breath. Where am I putting my arm? Where am I putting my leg? They don't have time to judge you. So I think a lot of the intimidation comes from this egotistical idea that people will judge you and people will look at you and people will expect things from you. And I think in my classes, what I like to share often at the beginning of the class is like, listen, like this practice is for you. I'm here guiding you, but you do what feels good. There's no, it's not a competition. Like, yes, yoga has shown up on Instagram in a large way. Um, And when I'm doing the lives, you know, it is, there's a bunch of people just looking at me. But when you're going into a class, it is really just about, finding your breath and finding your body and doing what feels good for you, not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. So if yoga for you is coming and laying on the mat for an hour and taking deep breaths, that's yoga. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go upside down. Mm-hmm. You know, you work your way there. It's a process, right?
1: Yes. And I, and I suppose it's knowing that or, or fearing or or... or wondering if everybody else is far more flexible yeah. and, and, and wanting to show that off almost. exactly that's but, the initial but thing But you're right; we have to get over ourselves
0: like we have I to mean. get over ourselves and that again is one thing that yoga does for me personally and i think for a lot of yogis it's like it kind of sheds the ego it breaks it down a little yes. bit yes. do you know what i mean like even as a teacher i've been practicing for years i think i'm amazing at it. i go into a class i'm like oh my god Look, like I'm just like my body doesn't want to do that today and it's humbling. Yes. I feel like that's the best word to kind of describe it. It's humbling. It's a yes. humbling practice.
1: And we all need that.
0: We need that daily.
1: Yes. And so is that something you practice daily yourself?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Whether you're teaching the class or not. Yeah,
0: especially when I'm teaching in class, I think another thing that I remind myself and try to practice is like not everyone's going to like me. Mm. Right? As a teacher, as someone that's sharing something, not everyone's going to like my free-spirited, high-energy vibe. You know, people are going to be like, oh, God, she, you know, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So it's kind of like dropping the ego and rebuilding this sense of essence, like true self, tapping into your essence a little mm-hmm. bit deeper rather than like the top layers that we normally function with, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes.
1: So... Now there are a number of. We mentioned this at the, at the top of the show. Number of different types mm. of of yoga practices, mm. um, ashtanga vinyasa. Mm. I mean, that doesn't mean much to me, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I, excuse my ignorance, um, but maybe for the benefit of all of us, mm. talk through the different types of yoga. Okay. And and who is best suited to which?
0: Um, I believe that there. Are, oh, there's just so many different styles styles of yoga. But one thing that we have to remind ourselves and and understand when we're getting into this world is that yoga is not just the asana, which is the physical practice, which is what I teach on a Friday here at 1230, right? We are practicing the physical. We are doing sun salutations. We are moving our body. But yoga, the word yoga means yoke. It means union. It's the connection of your mind, your body, your spirit, and there are so many different like limbs and different stages of yoga, which is like the breath work aspect, the meditation aspect, how you're treating yourself, how you treat other people, all of these types of things. So when it comes to Ashtanga Vinyasa, right? So I did my teacher training in Ashtanga within the Ashtanga practice, which you can almost think of as like the classical form, the ballet. Mm. So that what ballet is to dance, Ashtanga is to yogi or to okay. yoga. Um, Vinyasa means movement with breath. Mm. So it's just a practice that is a physical practice, um, moving with your breath within this physical practice. But then there's, like I said, meditation, there's kundalini, there is hatha yoga, there is, I think the most common as a beginner would be vinyasa. You'll see a vinyasa class and that's literally just moving with your breath, breath connection. OK. Yeah.
1: So. So for the beginner. Yeah. You'd recommend a vinyasa. Yeah. Class vinyasa. Beginner vinyasa.
0: Point. Hatha. These kind of things. Okay. These kind of styles. And
1: in that. Well, let's stick with vinyasa then. Mm. Um, tell us a little bit about the structure of the class. What are your objectives as the teacher? In mm. fact, with mm. your class in front of you, beginning, middle and end.
0: Okay, so I think, I mean, it's so different every time because I really, truly believe that you have to read the energy of the room and see what it's like. Sometimes on a Friday here, I'm like, okay, it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. Everyone has sighed immediately as I've entered the room and it's a, oh, everyone's on their back laying down. And I'm like, okay, we need something a little more restorative, um, which is a little more kinder, calmer, relaxing. Um, but usually I always like to start a practice Checking in, so that bringing in that mindful aspect to the class and to the moment. So checking in with where your energy's at. I love to to use the analogy of just like our battery, right? So just like our cell phone, just like our computer, there is a battery and it dies. <laughs> and, and if we want to live our life, you know, connected to our highest self, mm-hmm. that battery has to be charged. So... I'd like to start off the class, just kind of checking in and bringing awareness into like how you're feeling that day, where you're at. So sort of detaching from the external stuff realigning with yourself, your body, your breath, your mind. And then we kind of work our way into, you know, getting, getting more familiar with how the physical body's feeling. So some light stretches, Mm -hmm. checking into where we're feeling tight, where we're feeling spacious. We'll go through a little more of like a vigorous flow because I enjoy getting the cardio up a little Mm bit. Um, and then taking it down. So it's kind of like, it's like going up the hill, yes. reaching the peak and going down. Okay. So it's kind of, it's a journey. Yes. Best way uh, to describe uh, it. And actually,
1: you mentioned that. Um, for those that maybe think it's not physical enough, it actually is yeah. quite a tough workout. Yeah. Itself, oh, yeah. But- oh, yeah and should it's be just being
0: done properly. exactly but you work your way into it right mm. every single body is different mm. everybody has their strengths everybody has their weaknesses where one person might be really strong upper body just naturally it's how they're built mm. the person next to them could have a very strong lower body so when we're doing you know we're holding ourselves in a downward facing dog and our hands are on the ground our hips are in the air and our feet are and we're upside down in this shape the person to the left is having a great time they're like this is great and the person to the right is not <laughs> Do (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that it is a physical practice, but working at your own pace is key, especially Mm. as a beginner. Mm. And coming back, like, don't let anybody in the room make you feel that you are being judged. Do what works. Take rest when you need to, Mm -hmm. right? Go at it at your own pace and let it be a gradual Mm. journey and process within yourself.
1: And I think like most things, if you've never tried it, uh, uh, often after trying it for the first time, any preconceptions you'll have dismissed and probably come back for more?
0: I hope so. If you come to my class, I very much hope so. But sometimes it takes a few classes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes finding the right teacher for you. There's so many different styles. There's so many different teachers. There's so many different approaches. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like finding what works for you and sticking with it.
1: And if a yoga class has done its job properly Mm -hmm. and the teacher has done its job, his or her job properly, Mm -hmm. how should one feel at the end of the class?
0: I think spacious in the body, so just relaxed. You know, you kind of walk out, you see people, they walk a little differently. Their hips are in a different (laughs) stage. They're just kind of like, oh, slowed. Their pace is a little slower. Mm. No, they're a little connected to the present. They're more connected to the present moment. Humans love to time travel, I think. We love to worry about the past. We love to stress about the future. Mm. And I think with yoga, meditation, mindfulness practice, we, we realign with the with the present moment. And I feel like that's very comforting. So I think people sometimes leave a class just feeling more aligned with the present and where they're at in that moment. And hopefully that can carry on for 20 minutes, half hour, an hour, the whole day, depending on, yes. you know. We do try, time travel. I've never well, heard it We put time like that, travel so, so very true. And I feel that time traveling is the cause of so many anxieties, mm. stresses in our lives, the tension, because we worry so much about what happened if we could have done it differently. Mm. We stress about the future of how we're going to do something and blah, blah, blah. And it's like the past is gone. The future's not here yet. If we're in the present, in this moment, let's be here. Let's figure it out here and then go from, you know, step by step.
1: Wise words, Jordan. Yeah. And talking of which, over the last 18 months, of course, you know, uh, the pandemic that we're in and still working our way through. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to disappear overnight. Have you seen a, a change in response from your clients in that maybe yoga and its associated benefits are even more needed as a result have you found it even more helpful for them and and therefore for all of us definitely
0: online as much as it was a scary place to enter Mm. teaching online doing the lives doing i teach an online membership that is like weekly classes daily classes um i realized that everybody was in this state of of just confusion and fear. And again, that present moment, that br- be, br- being brought back to the present moment through the practice kind of just grounds you down as is like, okay, let's not worry about what was, what it used to be, Yes. right? Let's not worry about what could happen because, you know, our, our very imaginative minds love to think about all the worst things, <laughs> um, worst case scenario. So it, I feel that a lot of my clients, a lot of students that I teach, um that i were teaching i was teaching during the pandemic were realizing that that the practice brought them into the present moment and that brought great comfort mm-hmm. and i think giving them something to do at home in their safe space mm-hmm. right being able to find freedom within the practice in their home, because there was almost this feeling of being completely locked up and not having that freedom yes. that we usually would be connected to. You know, on the mat, you you can be as free as you need to within your movement and, and your mind.
1: And must have... Well, did you, in fact, attract beginners during that period? Oh, definitely. Uh, because what a wonderful way to start, in the comfort yeah. and security of yep. your own home, yeah. which, all being well, would then give them the confidence to step yes. into a studio.
0: Yes, and and I still... I. I I tell a lot of people when they're first, you know, they first approach me, I'm like, if you want to do some online sessions Mm. and you're at home and you can keep the camera off if you want, like, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Because I'm not judging. Mm. The practice doesn't judge, Mm. right? It's like, do what works for you. Yes. That's it.
1: Very good. And the other part, or one of the other parts with yoga is, of course, you talked about breath Mm. and movement. Mm. And, and with breath, also, there's an overlap, strong overlap into meditation as well. And I know that's something that you also practice and encourage. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because there's an audience here today, uh, and myself included, that would like to know a lot more about the benefits of meditation.
0: Definitely. So when it comes to breath work, mm-hmm. so yogi term is pranayama. Um, breath work, I feel, is... I personally think is a really wonderful way to enter into the world of meditation, Mm. because again, if this is coming up a lot in this conversation, but our breath, each breath that we take, each inhalation, each each exhalation connects us to the present moment, right? Mm. Every breath is different that we take. Every breath is connected to a different sensation. Every breath is connected to a different thought that comes in and out. But that breath that you take, that we take, all day long, but we very rarely notice, connects us to the present when we do notice it. Mm -hmm. So personally, my meditation, my practice is sitting and counting my breath and just noticing, watching it flow into the body, watching it flow out of the body, noticing how it changes. Does it get restricted? Is there any sense of fear, anxiety connected to the breath? Mm -hmm. And once I start to notice the breath, that we have, I don't know, I think there's like 70,000 breaths a day that we take. Is that right? Something like this. I don't know if that's a, if a proper fact. I'm going to say between 50 and 70,000. Mm. When do you ever notice it? Like, do you do you notice your breath? No, it's something we take for granted. Exactly. And that's our life force. Mm. When we die, mm. the breath goes. When we're born, the first moment we enter this world, this experience, we take a deep breath. So our breath is such a powerful thing. And when we can connect to it, I truly believe it brings us into the present. It brings us into our body, into ourself. And then that awareness becomes your meditation.
1: So give us a flavor, Jordan, in your class of some meditative breath work.
0: Okay. Okay. We can do this together right now. Come on then. Okay. So this is super simple. No one can see me. (laughs) (laughs) This is super, super simple. You can do this anywhere, anytime, just not maybe not driving. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's called box breath. So it's essentially, you're drawing a box with the breath. Each side of the box Mm -hmm. is a certain count of breath. So we'll go for four, simple, okay? So we're gonna inhale for four counts, that's one side of the box. Mm -hmm. The top of the box, we're gonna hold for four counts. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna retain our breath. Then the other side of the box, we're gonna exhale Mm -hmm. for four. And then the bottom of the box, we hold. So it's okay. an inhale, hold, exhale, hold. Some find it really helpful to visualize the box, but you can visualize whatever you'd like. Are okay. we ready?
1: So there are millions of listeners.
0: <laughs> are we all ready, oh, guys? All ready. Are we ready? So ideally sitting up nice and tall. <laughs> nice long spine. You can do this laying down as well, just as long as the spine is nice and long. And just take a natural breath in. So take a nice natural <laughs> inhale and a natural exhale, good, one more like that. Just noticing the in, and noticing the out, and you can close your eyes down, all the way out, good, and let's begin. So we're gonna inhale for one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one hold four three two one inhale one two three four hold one relax the shoulders two three four exhale four three two one hold four three two one, and then you can kind of just come back to your breath. You can do as many rounds as that. It's simply just watching the breath, mm. noticing it. Just being conscious. Just conscious breath. Mm-hmm. It's insane what it does. And scientifically what it does is it relaxes the nervous system. Mm. So it's taking you from your sympathetic, which is your fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. into your parasympathetic, which is rest and digest. And unfortunately, a lot of us are rolling on that fight or flight because yes. life is intense. Life is intense. Life is intense. So taking five minutes of your day in the morning, in the night, just to well, breathe. Even
1: an exercise like that? What was that? Sixty seconds. Oh yeah. Did
0: it calm Do you feel like you yeah. just kind of yeah. shifted? Yeah, that's nice. the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like and rest nap time goodbye. <laughs> um,
1: well, <laughs> thank you for that, and and so that's the point isn't it that, yeah that we can do this ourselves
0: yeah anytime
1: uh, anytime there's no there's no formula or no. Or, or, or venue that's no. required no um and in terms of um that that's breath work that is yes. obviously calming and has its own benefits mm-hmm. and meditation mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. i think a lot of people think that it's something other people do and it's mm-hmm. not them mm-hmm. in their typical kind mm-hmm. of well, particularly the alpha males um, mm-hmm. that, that might just look at that and say, well, that, that's not my bag. Oh, yeah. um, but let's talk about that, because, mm-hmm. of course, nothing could be further from the truth, I would have thought.
0: I, I agree. I, with meditation, again, it, it comes to mindfulness. It comes to awareness. I, I had a teacher once. I think I was in Vietnam. He, he asked me, when was the last time you tasted your toothpaste? And I was mm. like, uh, it was just a random question. And I was like, I don't know. And he was, I was like, I guess when I changed the flavor, I don't know. Mm. And he's like, it's just a, this, this unfortunate thing that as humans, we wake up and we tap into autopilot. Mm. We're in a matrix. This is a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, this is, this is when the free spirit comes out. Yes, here so we so this, here we go. These are my analogies. We are in a video game. We are an avatar. And we just sort of tap into this matrix where we are going just we're just going. We're told to go, 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 go and make that money and be social. And we're overstimulated. And there's just this like insane amount of stimulation that's happening all the time. We very rarely take the time to be aware and to step out of the matrix and to turn autopilot off and bring awareness on, turn awareness on. Mm-hmm. So I think with meditation, as a beginner, the best thing to do is to just tap into awareness. Mm-hmm. So like a body scan meditation, that's very, that's um, a very popular one, you can find it on Spotify, there's tons of body scan, YouTube, anywhere, where it's just you f- go through the body, you scan it and you just notice it, mm-hmm. right? A little proprioception, awareness of where our body is in space. Mm-hmm. And that interoception, noticing how your body feels inside. And this awareness can lead to you know, m- more advanced states of meditation, mm. right? So I think that being able to say, say sitting for five minutes and just being like, what's around me? Mm. Who's, what people are around me? What sounds, what smells? You know, like how am I feeling? How do you think they're feeling? Just this sense yeah. of awareness. That is meditation. Mm. That's meditating. You can meditate all day long. You don't need to be sat on the side of the Himalayas, you know, like to meditate. You can meditate throughout your day.
1: And do you think it's harder for us, those that are city-based and and, and living and built up?
0: I I truly do. I think we're overstimulated, like I said. Mm. There's so much. Like, when do we have any time to digest any of this overstimulation? Very rarely. Mm. We got to go, 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 go. That's what we're told. That's what we're programmed to do. Mm-hmm. So taking time. Meditation can be going into your bath and listening to music and relaxing, mm-hmm. right? Meditation can be walking in the park. Going, We live in a city with the most beautiful parks. Mm-hmm. Walking and just looking around, getting off your phone. Mm-hmm. Stop planning. Be in the moment. Connecting to the present moment and just being there in that state of awareness, I think, is meditation that's my and, personal and approach do you to it
1: you mentioned the phone do you think yeah. phone and social media is yes. a curse more yes. than a blessing
0: yeah i mean it's a curse it can be a blessing for some business ventures mm. but mm. i think we are drained by it we need to charge our batteries it's mm. something we need to charge our batteries and i think as humans we need to nourish our happiness mm. and scrolling for hours and hours and hours is just going to drain our battery mm. right when we our intuition is saying you're tired go home and rest and we just keep going because it's expected of us yes. that's draining yes. so it's all about this all of these things work together being connected to the present moment being in the state of awareness filling up and charging up in whatever way you can like fish my dad is he loves fishing Right, he loves fishing. He likes working outside. That's his meditation. That's his meditation, right? Yeah. I'm sure you have. What is, list off something that is your meditation?
1: Oh, what you know, brings just, you joy? Uh, what brings me joy? My family does, and we've just come back from a great week. That's it. Um, and and seeing my children happy, the whole family together. Mm-hmm. That's 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 your joy.
0: that's your joy, and that's mm. you were probably in a complete state of awareness watching them watching them enjoying their time, yes. looking at your youngest son's face, being like, wow, he's amazed. Like that is, you were in the present moment. You are there. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about, oh, I got to get back and I got this email and da, 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 da. I'm like, and you know, like how many of us you're with your friends and you're not there. Mm-hmm. You're there physically, the avatar's there, yes. but you're somewhere else. So it's like, how can we connect to the present moment mm-hmm. and really just live it? Right?
1: Great advice, Jordan. Yeah. And, and um, uh, what do we owe ourselves as a bare minimum then in a typical day? And, and, and we're, 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 I suppose we have that busy exec in mind, or I do anyway. And, 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 uh, but looking at that person, what do we owe ourselves as a bare minimum?
0: I think maybe I, I personally like to have three times a day mm. where I just do a check-in. How am I feeling? Mm. Honestly. You know, am I okay? <laughs> like, such, we, we hold space for everybody else in our lives. We hold space for our work. We hold space for our family, for our social life, for all these things. When do we hold space for ourselves? Very rarely. Mm-hmm. So I think bare minimum is hold space for yourself once a day, twice a day, three times a day, and check in. Mm-hmm. Am I working on low battery power mode do I need to charge up what is it that will charge me up and can I do it now or today can I fit it in you know it's Taking the time for yourself to just check in, how am I doing? How am I feeling? Sometimes the answer will be, I'm feeling good, actually. I'm really good. I'm, I had a really good sleep last night. Mm-hmm. had a nice restful weekend. I just had a week away. I'm feeling good. Let's do this. Sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm... Am I allowed to swear? I, I won't swear. Yes, absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like absolute shit. I need to chill. I need to rest. Mm-hmm. I need to digest. You know, and being able to to command that from ourselves mm. rather than control it. I think that's that's what we deserve. And
1: actually, for, for a practice that, that... That is quite a discipline in itself. Exactly. You know, check in three times a day. Yeah. Um, and, and we can all relate to that mm-hmm. in the way we live our lives and routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a new routine we should introduce.
0: There you go, checking in.
1: Very good. Yeah. Do you think... Um, the way Western world is heading, and and we talked about social media and phones. Do you think that's affecting mental health as well? Because it's not sustainable, is it? Really, uh, it's definitely
0: affecting mental health. I work at a mental health clinic, um, and I deal with the patients there. And we and I we do a lot of mindfulness and meditation and things like this. And and the way that we it's th- what I experience mostly with these patients is overstimulation. It's just we are just too busy. Mm. We're too busy. We feel that we need to be busy. We're told we need to be busy. I, there's a quote I don't know where I got it from, but it was "busy is the new stupid." And I was busy like, "Busy the new stupid." <laughs> and I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of like oh, it's one of those like little dagger to your heart because like you want to be busy. We're told that it's good to be busy, but at a certain point when we're too busy, we're not treating ourselves well." We're not living.
1: I wonder if that could be the title of this podcast. Busy
0: is the new stupid. <laughs> maybe that should be my, I need to yes. start a podcast. Busy is the new should. stupid. Ways to not be busy. Or but just healthy ways to be busy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think balance. This practice is, t- has taught me so much about yes. balance. And I think, you know, I'm, I still got a ways to go in this life. But from what I've learned, I think maybe one of the biggest keys to life is balance. Mm-hmm. And when you can find balance, when you can have that busy, you know, work life and your social life and all these things, but you still have time to downregulate and digest and rest and recharge, you're good. Yes, That I feel like will connect you when you have full balance in your life that connects you to your highest self, to your favorite self, to your best self. Now, it's easier said than done, Mm. right? Finding balance, but doing what we can Mm. daily, taking that time to not scroll on the phone in the morning and go walk outside Mm -hmm. right go go sit and look out the window and notice things Mm -hmm. silent be be still and silent for 10 minutes
1: maybe just maybe trying to look at positives with everything that's happened in the last year and a half maybe some people have learned to enjoy that or taught themselves to enjoy those things whereas before they
0: 100%. 100%. It kind of it grounded us down, I think. Mm. That it, the, this entire experience um with this pandemic I think has shed a lot of layers of what we think we need. And we we I think a lot of gratitude came from it. Gratitude for our health, mm. gratitude for the fact that we have a duvet to get into every night. Mm-hmm. Like how beautiful is that? Yes. Right? So I think the, I think gratitude is a is a very special place to be, conne- or it's a very special thing to be connected to because it kind of overrides the "I need this, I need that." Yeah. We think we need to go to a tropical island to find peace and serenity, mm. but that's within us.
1: It's within us. Yeah, that's right. That that's the mistake to make. It's always somewhere else. Yeah, but it's not. it's, no. it's within us.
0: Yeah, we always think that the answer is external, mm. but the answer is inside. <laughs>
1: So, for those listening that you have convinced <laughs> uh, to change their busy lifestyles and 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 bring yoga into their mm. into their world, mm. um, talk about your class yeah. and uh, and plans for the future. Yes, yeah,
0: so. I am here every, I'm at Lanzerhoff every Friday, 12.30. We do 12.30 to 1.30 yoga. So that is the physical, the asana. We stretch, we move. Sometimes we do some core work. It gets a little strong, but it's great. And then for, we just added this the from, so like 1.30 to 2 p.m., it's meditation. And we do breath work, we do meditation. You can come just for the meditation. You can come just for the yoga. You can do both. I think it's a really nice reset for the week to kind of start Friday evening the weekend off in a good headspace um, I just did the workshop we did a, our first um, edition of the Back to Basics workshop yes. on last Sunday mm-hmm. so we go really back to basics like strip everything down get to know yoga philosophy and
1: a perfect workshop for complete beginners of course
0: oh, oh, 100% it point. is yes the whole point is to be like I have never if you have never done yoga you've been terrified to do it come I will. I will never make you feel uncomfortable. I okay, promise right, there that. You have it. Yeah. So come, okay. come get involved.
1: Good. And for more information on Jordan's class, or for that matter, anything that we do here, email lanzahoff at theartsclub.co.uk. And uh, for the next month, we are absolutely opening up this class yeah. for anyone new to yoga. Great. Whether you are a member or not. Please come and uh, and meet Jordan yes. and experience her class yes. as a complete beginner.
0: Yes. Come, come, come.
1: Jordan, what are the rules that you live by?
0: Mm. The rules that I live by, that's a tricky question. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is be true to yourself. Um, oh, my mom used to tell me this and I think it's, I had to take it with a grain of salt, but who cares what anyone else thinks? I think I stick with that. It's like, why worry about yes. what anyone else thinks? Do you? They might hate it, they might love it, but if it feels good for you, it feels authentic, mm. go for it. I Don't think I'm
1: busy living somebody else's life. Yeah.
0: Like, I think we just care so much about the judgment of others and i mm. and i really try this as a practice i think life is a practice it's a journey it's it's a practice but just you know the rule of of not caring what anyone else thinks is a powerful and tough one but i think it makes a difference in your day to day
1: well i think that's a great way to end <laughs> this fantastic chat um, thank you so much jordan thank it's you it's always a pleasure
0: always a pleasure yeah
1: Um, I know just how much our members really appreciate your classes. And I hope um, even if it's just one person comes forward and would like to try yoga for the first time, uh, please make yourself known. Yes, Uh, let me know. You might even see me in the class. There you go. Jordan, thanks again. Thank you so much. Uh, Appreciate that. Speak soon.